0: Welcome, everybody, to Satanists on Cinema. We are your hosts, Satanist Cameron John and Reverend Campbell. Mm -hmm. Satanists on Cinema is a film review and commentary series that will give you a death curse after you have started the video feed. It's not that we want you to die. It's just that we don't really want you to live with our grudge. Unless you provide us with an endless supply of Scooby Snacks. Seriously, we're out. Mm -hmm. We can forget this whole death curse thing for a Scooby Snack. What do you say? Welcome to our review of The Grudge.
1: (laughs) Welcome, welcome.
0: unfortunately had zero Scooby Snacks.
1: I feel like it was a huge oversight.
0: It it was. If If you're going to have ghosts and all that shit, you should probably have Scooby Snacks.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like popcorn and film. Like, you just have to, or, uh, I don't know, sex and blow-up dolls, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mean, it just goes (laughs) hand in hand. Everybody knows that. Uh, Hey, Vassirian, thanks for joining us, man. Good to see you. Alright, so the logline of this, uh, this is the 2020 version of The Grudge, is a house is cursed by a vengeful ghost that dooms those who enter it with a violent death. But you could really apply that to any of The Grudges. So Mm -hmm. what really makes this sort of stand out from the previous iterations and the original Japanese iterations is that it's a non-linear storytelling involving multiple families and a single group of investigators. Mm -hmm. Um and that you know like your original the grudge was very much this intimate story about a man who murders his family and then the people who move into the house after him in chaos ensues yeah. um and maybe a couple families that move in after i can't remember it's been a little while
0: but it was it was a few
1: yeah uh this one i thought was a little bit different and because they moved from japan to america in this i think it suffers a little bit from familiarity um Not with the original series, but familiarity with the location and the way they present the ghosts and stuff. But we'll get into that in here in a second. Mm -hmm. Um, So everyone knows what The Grudge is. It describes a curse that is born when someone dies in the grip of extreme rage or sorrow. The curse is an entity created where the person died. Those who encounter this supernatural force die, and the curse is reborn repeatedly, passing from victim to victim in an endless growing chain of horror. Uh, This was produced by Sam Raimi, Robert Tappert and Taka Acheesi. Aichis? I don't know. Um, but this has been all of the American <coughs> Excuse me. American versions of The Grudge uh, have been the same producing team. It was yeah. ri- this particular one was written and directed by Nicholas Pesh Peski? I don't know. It was first announced as a reboot of the 20, uh, 2004 American remake of the original 2002 Japanese horror film Ju-on the Grudge, but it ended up being a side cool Takes place before, during, uh, before and during the events of the 2004 and its two direct sequels, which so, is a
0: smart fucking move.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it spans two years. It starts from where um, the first one sort of ends with the live-in nanny moving from Japan after having witnessed um, the the original ghost comes back home and realizes that the grudge has followed her there. Uh, mm-hmm. She ends up murdering. Uh, her daughter and her husband and then herself hence the grudge begins in America in this particular house and so the Families or the the groups that move into that home after the fact or literally anyone who enters the home after the fact is Then also cursed by the grudge and must suffer the fate that is inevitable in these films whether it's this or ringu like you're (laughs) you don't have a choice if you just happen to be in the wrong place you're fucking dead.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, but with Ringu, you can you can beat the curse. That's right. You can or pass transfer it. On. it. <laughs> yeah,
1: which yeah. is a wonderful twist. And just as a, sort of like a side note, um, the original Japanese film has done uh, 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 a film that mixes the two universes of it is Ringu and Juan.
0: Fucking hilariously I haven't awesome. I've seen it yet. Oh <clears throat> my god, it's on Shutter. It's fucking. Fantastic. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, and then yeah, it is hilarious and everything you would want it
1: (laughs) well okay hold on because is it hilarious intentionally or is it just because it's silly because i
0: it's well it's a japanese movie it's like they tie comedy into a out and out horror movie you know not to be confused with like a horror comedy Mm -hmm. like it's just it's a scary movie at times and every now and then there's something that goes hee hee, that's funny right and that's basically what it was
1: Okay. Because the strength of ju and Ringo for me were that they, it seemed, for me, it took it seriously. It took itself mm-hmm. seriously. And that's what creeped me the fuck out. I mean, ju especially when I first watched that back when it was originally um, released to DVD you know, not in theaters. Um, it frightened me. Like, terribly. For like the next day and a half, I kept imagining the goddamn grudge crawling through my door and out from under my bed and shit. Like it, and I'm a grown that. ass man at this point. That like get really upset me.
0: I love that guttural throat. Yeah, <sighs> shit's so beautiful. <laughs> um, which is but part yeah, of no. the reason
1: why I didn't. I was a little upset about this version because ultimately the original Juon. It was all that that woman, the the mm. wife that was murdered by her husband, that was revisiting people in that very creepy black hair coming down, sliver of eye and face, and the big wide eyes. Like that image was so unsettling to me that that's, it, you know, it's like having a nightmare on Elm street without Freddie. Like they just changed it up. And that's what this film did to, for me is they changed up the bad guy into the American woman and her husband. And I was like, what the, and their daughter I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like I wanted the original scary, creepy ass female. And um, just so you guys know, it was uh, Kayaka Seiki. I'm saying that right. I believe so. So I don't know. Um, I was a little bit upset. Actually, I was a lot of upset about that. The redeeming factor for this is that for me, it spanned it, it took it differently where it spanned two years a bunch of different types of characters were involved, and so you got to see the results of the grudge on a bunch of different types of individuals. Mm -hmm. So after that original family, um, the next one that moved in, I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, So the detectives Goodman and uh, Wilson came in to investigate, and then uh, Goodman ended up, I'm sorry, it was Wilson that ended up being like cursed by the grudge, he tried to mm-hmm. kill himself. The bullet went through the, his mouth <laughs> and so awesome. messed up that actor. Oh, he's so great too. He is. He looks old as shit in this. So, Have you seen him in VFW? I don't think so.
0: Okay, that's mm-hmm. uh, it's a Fangoria movie. Even though we all hate Fangoria now, it's it's a great movie. And you should check it out.
1: Okay, I well, will definitely do that. Uh, let's just say so. There's a lot of cast because yes. there's a lot of different families so i'm just going to do a, a quick you know the original the detectives so we have tara westwood as fiona landers who's the original woman who came back from japan who started the grudge in america uh junko bailey uh is kayako's ghost from the original uh david lawrence brown is sam landers uh, her husband zoe fish is the daughter Uh, Melinda Landers and that's the core of the grudge in America and then you have the detectives John J. Hanson who plays Burke and then uh, Damian Beardshire who plays Goodman uh, who is They're the connective tissue with the new detective who comes in to then rediscover this grudge uh, That John J. Hanson has been trying to avoid as detective Burke and her name uh, She's Andrea Riseborough, detective Muldoon Uh, And she has a son. Her husband died from cancer as a sort of backstory. And her son, uh, you know, she's trying to protect him. And and he's all sad and stuff. So, you know, there's not a lot of interaction. But he becomes connective tissue with her desire to survive and stuff later Mm -hmm. in the film. Um, uh, Let me give you some ratings. Because this was by all means a a failure of a film. Like, you may love it as I know you enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, It got... 4.2 4.2 out of 10 stars in IMDb. It's 20% on Rotten Tomatoes certified rotten, 23% audience score. Um, it made, now here's where I would have to argue a little bit of a success. In the box office, it made 49.5 million and it only cost mm. 10 to 14 million. So yeah. that's a success. Uh, it made a lot of money. I think it's on the back of the name, not necessarily on the script and what we saw on screen. Though, I do have to be honest, there were some creep-out factor moments that I really enjoyed.
0: Yeah, no, it's it definitely delivered on all the scares. I just, I honestly think everybody's problem with it was the fact that they wanted the original Juwan. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. they Americanized it, for lack of a better term, which, I mean, it makes sense. Like, that's the, the rational progression. Like, what do you do with this film series to make it new? Make it not just regurgitated yeah, the, the same thing that they've been putting out yeah but i, I yeah. can i can appreciate why people didn't like it because when you reflect on
1: this between the original japanese versions in their sequels and the american versions in their sequels and the television series that is on netflix right now um you have like 13 different entities of this mm-hmm. franchise and so you have to Figure out some way of changing it to keep it fresh and interesting. So I I certainly understand the choices made. Um, I think part of what made the original so wonderful for me was that it was it was truly exotic. It was separate from every type of horror mm-hmm. film and visual horror presentation that I'd ever seen before up to that point. This was very familiar. It was a very mm-hmm. haunted house trope. I, I was familiar with the the looks of the ghosts. They they weren't the original sort of Japanese terrifying, you know, female standing there look or crawling around with the elbows high in the air um, that is very core to the grudge or Ju-on. Um, it just, it felt far too familiar and Americanized. And if there was a way that they could have blended it a little bit better for me, the the, the Japanese aesthetic with the American setting... I think it would have ended up working a lot better yeah um
0: see i i don't know i i almost would argue and i mean it's probably just because i watched too many fucking movies but yeah. like i would almost argue that that was the effective part of the movie for me because it sets it up that it's in the early 2000s and if you know anything about the early 2000s to mid 2000s um like style of shooting like this was if it said that it came out in 2003 2004 you wouldn't argue it Mm -hmm. like just the way that it shot the the cinematography the lens packages like it just it felt like an early 2000s film that's actually a really good point
1: yeah Yeah, i i immediately picked up on the the visual tone from the 2004 remake of juan and so i did feel that there was that that connective tissue Mm -hmm. so it made me feel in universe which is incredibly important if you're going to have a series yeah um and i hadn't really thought about that so that's actually a really good point uh hey hail satan hail satan um yeah okay so this was released january 3rd 2020 again it was set in 2004 to 2006 uh i don't really know what to say about this um bueller uh had mentioned that in April, the film would not involve the 2004 film or any of the Japanese Diyuan films. Instead, it was introduced new ghosts, characters, and mythology. And he also clarified that although the mythology would be pushed forward, they would try to keep the concept and spirits of the film. And in that context, I think he was successful. Mm-hmm. Because he certainly did. But I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, the, I think the reason why people didn't like it is because it wasn't the Japanese mm-hmm. uh, story and in, in characters. Um, they expressed interest in crossover film between The Grudge and the American Ring films, which I guess is going to be the next one uh, in order to mimic what uh, the Japanese series did. So I, I am definitely looking uh, forward to that.
0: I'm not. Oh, really? <laughs> no. All right. So the um, uh, Sadeku versus Kyoku, or however the fuck you pronounce it, mm-hmm. stupid American here. Um, like that's one of those movies. I don't know if it could be effectively remade. Or reimagined, mm-hmm. and just like um, there's always talks about um, uh, I saw the devil being remade. and it's like, it's those are the kind of films that I don't think you could do through an American lens and have it be as effective mm-hmm. or even remotely effective. But it'd be interesting to see, yeah,
1: I mean, you really have to be a fan of the genre to be able to cross in and appreciate different and this this sounds strange but horror is very very different in different nationalities Mm -hmm. like they experience it and they express it in very very original intuitive ways to their cultures and so though a lot of them try to sort of jump on some of the american tropes they still keep it true to to their origins and i i really appreciate that about horror is that you get different vibes and different effects depending on who made the individual films. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes when you try to translate that to an American audience, it doesn't always work. <laughs> no. Uh, which, yeah, that's a, that's a real issue uh, to consider. Hmm. Uh, the first thing that bugged me about this film that really ticked me on on a bad chord is that you saw that female ghost right in daylight at the very beginning of the film. Like, it was just... It, it, Every every chord in my body was immediately ringing. Like, what the fuck did you do? You showed me the bad guy in full daylight at the beginning of the film. Like, that, wh- that why would you
0: do that? That doesn't bother me at all. I mean, Ugh. okay, at the beginning of the film, yes, because it's like you don't are you don't have the stakes um, set yet. I mean, mm-hmm. of course. With something like this, with a name, you kind of already know what you're going into. You kind of already know what to expect. So, I mean, I guess there's already a a setup involved. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have, you know, conflict and drama and all that stuff with the characters, when that shit happens, it's cool. Oh, no, it made me jump. But Mm -hmm. that's it. There's no real scare factor to it. Because, like, I can totally accept, you know, the monster in the middle of the fucking day. Like look at um, like even the first fucking insidious when Darth Maul pops out, that is the middle of the day. Bright fucking lights, white blue background, like that was that was effective. This, nah, not so much.
1: Yeah, I feel like if if they just kept it with the bags, where the the garbage bags were breathing a little bit and she stopped and looked at it and then the arms reached out to one of them, if that was the beginning and end of it, Mm -hmm. you would have set up anticipation, you would have set up your scare factor you don't have to show her standing right behind her doing the
0: uh, no that yeah that was excessive because i mean if you look at the shower scene um when dude's washing his hair i mean yeah. just like in the first films just that little peak of the, the fingers, fingers coming out of the hair like that's fucking scary <laughs> yeah. yeah because you know less is definitely more
1: yeah I mean, it's it, it, it really it really, really, really bugged me <laughs> and it's gonna lead to my ultimate rating of this. Mm-hmm. But again, I have to give it props because it did what it said it was gonna do. It it did exactly what it set out to do. It didn't lie to the audience. Um, and it did have some really good, horrific moments, which you hope to have in a horror film. So I can't not, I can't hate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it, it's a tough one for me. Um, So after that first family dies, the detectives go to the home. It's carried on to one of the detectives shortly Mm. after um, uh, Peter and Nina Spencer move in with their unborn child. They found out that their unborn child is going to have ALS um, or ALD. I'm sorry. And the father is going in there. They're real estate agents. And he's trying to, I guess, flip the house basically. But he goes in there and meets the daughter's ghost Mm -hmm. from the original family thinking it's, you know, like – they're supposed to be in there live still or something. And um, he gets corrupted by the grudge. He goes home with scissors. And again, this is all out of sequence. When you're watching it, we're just retelling it in sequence for the sake of, of uh, communicating the story. But um, he goes home, grabs scissors, and literally, it doesn't show it, which I was a little bit upset. Because I was horrified at the thought of it. Uh, but he, like, stabs his wife and kills their baby and her. And then he goes and drowns himself in their bathtub or the daughter.
0: I don't know. It's it's kind of one of those things where I kind of sit on the fence because it is sometimes when you don't see it, it's more effective because what you see in your head is so much more fucked up than what they could necessarily show. But yeah, I wish we could have at least got right to the point where the scissors get to the stomach and then it just cuts to something else. Yeah. I definitely don't want to see
1: like a a Manson reenactment (laughs) for sure. But yeah, to your point, I, I was hoping to get up to the edge of mm-hmm. pure monstrous horror and then have it cut off. In this particular scene, it did like flashes and left and right, never really with them together. And then it did an exterior where he jetted toward her um, from the outside and you don't actually see him get up close. If they just showed him like coming up close and pulling her in or something like that, then you make that connection between the final scene where you see her laying in her blood and... Um, But anyway, you you know exactly what happened and and that was successful. The the horror of it, I was just like, oh no, 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 don't do it, dude. (laughs) Don't fight, like, you know it's coming. But it was still horrifying. Um, And then the next family that goes in is an elderly couple in 2005, Faith and William Matheson. Uh, Faith suffers from dementia and immediately is visited by the ghost, uh, the grudge. She then internalizes it and loses her mind even more. The husband, who has also seen ghosts, knows his wife has dementia. And this is probably the most interesting of all of the deaths because he immediately brings in this outside uh, suicide um, caregiver, uh, Lorna Moody, in order to help assist the death of the wife. And the reason why he does this is because he sees the ghosts. And so he assumes that his wife, if she is killed, will also still be in the house. And so he doesn't lose his wife. And that is such an interesting way to present this particular family's trauma. I I was genuinely blown away by
0: that. What did you think? Yeah. No, I I loved it. It's and I mean, Janet and I were talking about it. It's like I just – it's so beautiful wanting to end someone's life over that kind of shit. Like not have them suffer through that. I mean, personally, I just fucking put a shotgun in her mouth and then turn it on myself. But, (laughs) you know, whatever. Each their own. (laughs) Hey, that's uh, fucking true love. It's less
1: expensive, too.
0: A lot less expensive. <laughs> Than a suicide
1: consultant. <laughs> oh, man. So um, w- wonderfully and horrifically, this is some of the best pieces of hmm. uh, horror in this entire film, was uh, when the consultant is woken up because she's staying with him for a, a day in order, or a day or two in order to sort of process the relationship and, and and maybe move forward with it is um she wakes up with uh, some sounds of struggle or something goes down to the kitchen sees the wo- dementia ridden woman facing away from her cutting something on the chopping block looks down on the floor sees the husband with a fork in his neck dead she's screaming what did you do what happened what are you doing the woman turns around and it pans and she's literally chopping her fingers off like piece so by piece great. not chunky once like over and over again mm-hmm. She's dicing her fingers, and it's the most horrific thing for me. It was just terrible. And then the woman naturally loses her shit, gets in her car, and drives the fuck out of there. uh, Ends up being followed by one of the ghosts. You know, sort of careens off of a a roadway, uh, I don't know, a roadblock or something, and falls into the trees and, and crashes her car and dies, all twisted up and stuff years later a year later that's where we meet our actual protagonist of the film which Mm -hmm. is the new detective coming in to replace the old detective and uh she sees this her partner says don't worry about it We're not interested in, in, uh, you know, revisiting this. And she's confused, like, there's murders. There's a bunch of deaths. Why are we not investigating? So she starts to investigate the home murders, starts piecing together all these different murders in that particular house, visits it, and starts to see things. She visits the detective that shot himself, and he's uh, now in an institution... Uh, and he's like, look, you've seen it. It's going to keep coming and you're going to keep seeing it. The only thing you can do really is claw your own eyes out. Yeah, uh, let's rip our eyes way. out so we can't see them anymore. <laughs> <So good>. <laughs> <laughs> so and of good. course, the next scene is him being taken away after she leaves in horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, after having clawed his fucking eyes out saying, I can still feel them seeing me. I can still feel them. <laughs> so good. <Love laughs> <that>. ah! <laughs> so gross uh but it was great okay so uh now she's you know doing everything she can to try to um uncover what's actually happening and then stop it uh she goes in and tries to burn down the home am i am I skipping another family death or is that it i think that was it. i think that was it yeah uh she goes in and tries to burn down the house ultimately and um the spirit comes in the form of her son and they have this little back and forth. When you're afraid, what do you do? Close your eyes and count to five. The, the son in this vision did not respond. And so she knew it was the ghost. And so she burns up the house anyway. Goes outside, finds her actual son. And then they drive away. Seemingly, everything's happy and fine. Um, she is uh, waiting for her son to go to school. Calls for him. He comes out and she gives him a big hug. I love you so much. Have a wonderful day at school. And her son at the other end of the hall says, Bye, Mom, and walks out of the frame. And so she realizes she's holding Oh shit! Another baby, another uh, girl. That little original daughter that was uh, drowned by the mom from the very beginning mm-hmm. of the film, um, and then she ends up. Uh, does it cut or does it? Sh- There's an alternate ending that I watched, but I can't. I
0: haven't seen the alternate ending. Okay, so I, so I don't.
1: At one point, it did show that the 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 m- dementia ridden woman was in a hospital, went up the stairs, and jumped off the stairs. And the alternate ending. Um, the woman, the the detective woman, tries to hang herself. The male detective comes in, finds her, takes her to the hospital, and they witness the woman falling from uh, the stairs all the way down. Which was another horrific death sequence. Which was just wow to watch her fall, hit the rail, and then splat on the ground was really really
0: good. Uh, I love that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like Midsummer. I, I, I love that <laughs> shit. So beautiful. Yes, yes. <laughs> so. Uh, what's your favorite parts about this film? Um, honestly, the um, probably the stuff with Lynn Shay—I um, forget what her character's name is—but mm-hmm. um, like that whole setup before you realize that she cut up her own hand and killed her husband. Like, just that shit is so creepy. Like when it comes to either like old people or little kids, like they scare the fuck out of me. Yeah. So. I love that, especially when you see her like sitting there sucking on her fingers and then her other hand comes up and it's oh. all nubbins. Yeah. <laughs> love that. I would have done the same fucking thing. And then she grabbed the, the, the woman's hand and you're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: so goddamn good. <laughs> yeah, all the, there was a lot of like greasy oil. I kept telling my wife it was like the black. Um, we just watched a, a film called uh, uh, Beach House on Shudder, which I really enjoyed, but it reminded me of the Black Ooze from X Files. And so I was like, oh my gosh, it's the black ooze as I'm watching it. Like, oh, it's so gross, it's all there. And it's all, everything's dingy and dirty just in the great ways you want it to be. Ugh, it was awesome. One One thing that stands out that I don't like is the real estate agent, when he realizes that the daughter's missing, goes up to the bathtub that's filled with murky liquid and he literally leans over it to see a yeah. bubble coming up. Why would you no. do that?
0: Who the fuck no. does that? Why the fuck would you fall asleep on the couch? in somebody's house that's not yours and you don't know them i'd have been like oh i need to call the cops i called them three times and they're still not here because i got a fucking home to go to
1: yep weird yeah just weird um my favorite parts were by far those those little moments those vignettes of pure horror Mm -hmm. so whether it was her chopping her own fingers up which was gross or her sucking on her fingers or her falling down it was all her like she, mm-hmm. I think she was the best part of this entire film, as far as like just grossness. Um, mm-hmm. Really great, and all the deaths were were pretty interesting and fun. Really in line with what The Grudge is, you know, expected to give you. Yeah. Um, least favorite. What What was your least
0: favorite? Um. Honestly, I, I just gotta agree with the opening scene. Like the, I mean, I don't hate it. Mm. I accept it, but it it wasn't necessary to have the lady standing behind the lady. Yeah. Like just it should have been left with. You know just the hands reaching out of the bag maybe even your know, hands coming up on her shoulder but mm-hmm. i mean i i that was being in the movie and i completely fucking forgot about it i just moved on with the story so it's not, it wasn't really that bad for me
1: yeah there's this trend that i have noticed in uh horror films whenever they're shown like a zombie or something if this elongated mouth and then this mm-hmm. sort of like screaming sound um mm-hmm. That you don't need in the Grudge because the Grudge has the, uh, mm-hmm. which is terrifying in and of itself. But this did both, and yeah. that really bugged me.
0: Mm. That okay, that's the other thing I didn't really care much for uh, when she was in the uh, the basement of the police station going through the tapes. Yeah, yeah, that guy with the mouth all open, goofy. Mm. It's like you, you didn't need that. Yeah, it could have just been just barely a shadow. You kind of see his teeth, you kind of see the eyes, and the flies start coming out. That would have been terrifying. The eyes is what the grudge was like cut
1: its teeth on. That that was it. Yeah. It was the huge white of the eyes and the mm-hmm. darkness surrounding it. That's what was terrifying. Why yeah, the fuck absolutely. didn't they stick with that? It's a great it, you could have Americanized it but still done the white eyes with a mm. white face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That bugged me. I don't know. I didn't like that. Um that said, it wasn't a terrible film. I just didn't enjoy it as much as I feel like I could have. Um, And the problem is, is this went through a lot of different rewrites. And so clearly a lot of people had different views of how this film should be played out. And ultimately, I I think they went down the right road of of spanning two years, really experiencing a bunch of different families and then having it culminate with the detective trying to uncover it and and end it ultimately.
0: Yeah.
1: And I don't know what what else I could have expected, but um, I feel like it could have been a little bit better anyway. Well, see, for me,
0: the the way I saw it is I figured this would be the setup to continue the series in a different direction. Yeah. Like, I didn't imagine that this would be, like, you know, oh, we're going to do this and then nothing else. Like, I figured this would be, like, a way to revitalize the series Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe pump one out every year or two. So, I mean, in that sense, like, I thought it was fantastic for that.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, they... Do you think because they were starting with the idea of remaking and rebooting the entire franchise and then sort of reneging that and doing a a side cool um, series um, from the original, do you think that there's potential for a sequel of this American, like, location? Because now it's burnt down or partially burnt at least. You know, they can can continue it with, like, uh, a sort of Nancy's, you know... Fucked up home from Nightmare on Elm Street vibe to yeah. it, which could be kind of interesting. I
0: don't know. Yeah, no, that's. Do you I you think
1: there's going to be a sequel?
0: I, I, would, I would like to see a sequel just to see what else they could do with it. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, ultimately, I thought it was a pretty successful film.
1: Yeah. Like it hit
0: all the notes that I wanted. Uh, the acting was fantastic. It set up a lot of story in such a short amount of time. Like this is just standard feature length. Yeah. You know, this is mm-hmm. 93 minutes and in 93 minutes they set up two years of story Mm -hmm. so i i don't know i'd like to see where they go with it from here i'll
1: tell you what i did appreciate is that they didn't try to beautify anyone like there was no sarah michelle geller character there was just this perfectly you know beautiful Mm -hmm. character everyone in this film was normal looking there wasn't like the hollywood actress even though there were very much stars in this film um and i appreciated that a lot like Andrea Risenborough, she's Ooh. a beautiful woman, but yes, in this film, very striking. not so much. <laughs> I don't know. Still does it for me. Oh, really? I, I think it's those
0: <laughs> eyes. They're just so expressive. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. And you had mentioned good acting. I want to throw a brick on the sun, though, because he, yeah, the no, detective's this... son was the worst acting bit of this entire film, so much so that it took me out when he was I on screen. I think that's
0: why he wasn't in it very much. Yeah, <laughs> he was not good. He... Yeah, he was, he was in a very different movie than everybody else.
1: Yes. Oh, yes. And a very non-expressive one at that. Yeah. This fucking kid.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, you lost your dad just a few fucking months ago. Yeah. You're going to emote a little bit more than,
1: I'm scared, Mom. <laughs> it was so rough to watch him
0: try to act. Oh, my God. She, she saved she would save those scenes definitely
1: though i think i mean yeah i I think you're right but this is what shines so much light on those childhood actors that are brilliant like you should have left that daughter in that Mm -hmm. film we just reviewed it a couple weeks ago she was amazing
0: yeah
1: and they couldn't be that much further apart maybe a a year or two or something in age but she was brilliant and he was garbage so we really do need i at least in my opinion call out these young actors they're just brilliant because mm-hmm. they are few and far between and when you get one that's gold they really are gold
0: oh yeah definitely
1: cool um let's do some review or ratings i mean what do you what do you got
0: so honestly i gave it three i thought it was a fantastic movie it was one of the last movies i got to see in theaters before the world decided it wanted to end <laughs> so i think that harshly makes me a little biased because yeah. i mean i just i fucking love going to the theater yeah um, but ul- ultimately, like I said, it, it hit every note that I wanted. Um, the scares were there. The makeup was beautiful. I It lost some ratings because of the CG, like the CG face, namely that guy in the fucking basement. Yeah. Like that really, that was really bad. It was just that unnecessary. Right. Yeah. I loved it.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I have to give it two bananas. I was, I was going to do one, but I, I can't justify a one because it did have some really good scares in it. So, you know, I, I'm not going to give it a 23% audience score that they did on Rotten Tomatoes because I don't think it deserves that. I think it's better than that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, can't, I can't bump it up. When, when I'm reflecting on other films we've reviewed or other films that we love, I just can't. Like, this is not something I'll ever rewatch. It's just no. not. Really that's
0: funny because I'm excited to finish it as soon oh, as well. really? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I really did. Well, that's awesome.
1: I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I, I went into a really wanting to too, because I was just like, yeah, everyone hates this fucking film. Cameron loves it. I always love what Cameron loves. This is gonna be awesome. And I'm like, oh man, what the fuck? God damn it. That's I was <laughs> going through all these weird emotions. I'm like, I don't know who to trust anymore.
0: <laughs> always trust your own opinion. Everything's out. a lie. Yeah.
1: Um, all right, well, that's that's all I had. Is there anything else you want to talk about in this episode? No, nah, man, that pretty much covers it. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, whether you came in at the beginning of the show or um, petered in at the end of it. Looking at you, Behemoth. <laughs> Thanks for joining us anyway. Um, I hope you guys give it a chance because ultimately there are some really good elements of this film. This is the 2020 version of The Grudge, so check it out. It's like a buck and a half on Redbox um, or like six bucks, I think, if you're going to run it through a digital service around there anyway so red box it <laughs>
0: but yeah watch it. Well, it's def- it definitely worth it yeah and there's always codes
1: for red box yeah that's true yeah. sign up for text and they'll give you something um mm-hmm. all right well uh thank you all once again if you want to continue supporting this channel you can subscribe to this youtube channel you can sign up to the email list in the notes below the video you're watching uh, and if you're getting this as an audio podcast it's released the day after it's uh, live streamed uh, give us a rating and a review. We'd really appreciate it, and it means a lot. So, thank you, and until next time, everyone, Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Should we do another contest?
0: Yeah. yeah. What, what are we doing? I don't know. So I, I still got stickers.
1: Okay. So we'll do a sticker pack, because I have a bunch of COS stickers, I've got a bunch of Speak of the Devil and Reverend Campbell stickers, um, and then we have the Satanists on Cinema. Oh, thanks, Marcy. Um, Satanists on Cinema Uh Stickers that you have, right? Yeah, yeah. So we'll do a sticker pack giveaway. What should the the quiz, the question be? I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Okay. Who was the first person to put in the description of this video? Um, and it can't be you, Vasuri, because you won last time. Uh, who was the actor who played the boy in the original Juan? That was murdered. The actor of the boy put it in the description in the show notes below. Uh, and the first one to get it right wins a sticker pack. That's Watch. It. No one even bother. <laughs> They're like stickers. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> They're cool stickers. They are actually. They're really cool. stickers. All right.